Well, good morning. How is everyone? Super loud. All right. <laughs> uh, so before I get started my message, I just want to ask, did, did you guys notice when you came in this morning that there were students who were greeting you at the door with a smile? There were students who were out that were serving breakfast. There were students. We have students that are back doing cameras, that are doing production. We have students upstairs working with the younger students. And I just want to celebrate that for a second because... When I, when I imagine the kingdom, when I read through Revelation 7, 9, and it says all the nations and all the people, that's, what's, that's what I imagine. I imagine not just adults, not just us sitting here, but all of God's children. And it's just awesome to see. It really is. Um, so before I get started, I have to give you guys a little background where we're going to be at. So we're actually, I'm going to continue. I know the church we've been doing uh, in, in Acts 2 type of church, but I just want to kind of continue that just a little bit. We're going to be in Acts 20. Um, so, so while we, while you guys are going there, um, I want to give you a little background. So this is, this is Paul and his disciples just left Ephesus, and, and they're heading back to Jerusalem, but on their way, God told them that they need to stop in Greece. And so when they go to Greece, they're in a little city called Troas, and uh, what's really cool about this is this is the first mention in the New Testament of church being on a Sunday. And so we're going to dig into it because to understand where I'm coming from, you really, you really got to get this, this, uh, this story. So Acts 20, verse, uh, chapter 20, verse 7. It says, on the first day of the week, we came together to break bread. Paul spoke to the people, and because he intended to leave the next day, he kept talking until midnight. There were many lamps in the upstairs room where we were meeting. Seated in a window was a young man named Eutychus who was sinking into a deep sleep as Paul talked on and on. And when he was sound asleep, he fell to the ground from the third story and was picked up dead. Paul went down, threw himself on the young man, and put his arms around him. Don't be alarmed, he said. He's alive. Then he went upstairs again, broke bread, and ate. And after talking until daylight, he left. The people took the young man home alive, and they were comforted. So I don't know if you guys caught that, but the very first Sunday church service went for 12 hours, somebody fell out a window and died, and then was resurrected. So what I'm getting at is sit back, get comfortable, because we're going to be here for a while. We got some work to do, okay? No, I'm just kidding. I'm not talking for 12 hours, at least to you guys. Uh, but, but so something that stuck out to me that's really cool, and, and for me... When I read stories like this, it helps me with the story if I can kind of envision what's going on and envision where they're at, what it looks like, what it smells like, what it sounds like. And so as I read this, and it says that they were upstairs in the room, and they were crowded in, and the lamps were burning, and it was almost midnight, I imagine a room like this, full of people, front to back, but the lamps that were burning create like a smoke, a haze. It's not like we have the electricity today where we can just flip on a light switch and we have lights. There's no AC, so it's hot. But through all of that, through all the people, through all of the smoke, through, through the dim lighting to begin with, Paul sees a young man named Eutychus who, and for all intents and purposes, wasn't paying attention, wasn't even in the room more than just physically with his body. It says that he, he started to doze off and he fell asleep. And All right, let's be honest. Students, we'll, we'll throw adults in there too. 
How many of y'all have been in a classroom where someone's been talking and you fell asleep? Let's be honest, raise your hands. I'm raising both hands because that was one of my go-tos. But, but this isn't just he dozed off and fell asleep. Like this is the, my eyes are shaking really fast, deep REM sleep where I'm drooling on the desk. This is where Eutychus was. He was so disengaged, so completely not paying attention that he's literally laying, or sitting there, probably drooling on himself because he's just out. But even through all that, through, through Paul knowing that this is the last time that he's probably going to speak to these people, and he's got something important to say. If he didn't have something important to say, it wouldn't be going till midnight. And as we know further, it went past midnight into the morning. So Paul is on a mission. He has a word from God that he wants to share with everybody, and, and he's digging in. He is doing the work. But through that, he sees this young boy, and he sees, as he's dozing off and falls asleep, that he falls out a window. Now, he very easily could have been like, hey, guys, go take care of that, because he had his disciples with him. Anybody could have handled that situation. But Paul, being led by the Holy Spirit, leaves the mess- stops the message mid-sentence, goes downstairs, and wraps his arm around this young boy. And through the Holy Spirit, speaks life back into this child. And so the importance here is is Paul sees Eutychus. And more importantly than Paul seeing Eutychus, Jesus saw Eutychus because Jesus knew that there was more for Eutychus than what he even realized. How many of us can do that? How many of us can look through an entire crowded room of people and see someone that's trying to just kind of be disconnected? Because I, you know, even then, as it happens today, like, Kids might not want to go to church. So parents are literally dragging you out the door. You sit in the back. You're completely disengaged because you could care less what they're talking about. You feel like it doesn't have anything to do with you. But Paul knew that Eutychus needed to hear this message. Jesus knew that Paul needed to hear what was going on. And Jesus saw Eutychus. As we sit here, you know, I want you guys to understand this. Pedro, Jesus sees you. Joseph, all the way in the back, Jesus sees you. Jesus sees everybody that's in this room. What is it going to take for us as a church, as a community, to see to the back of the room? You know, I think back to when I was in high school, and I was that kid that was in the back. I was sitting in the back, disengaged, school is like, whatever. But I knew that I wanted to go in the military, so I, I had that excuse. Like, I know I'm going to the military. I don't need college, so what's the point of going to school? One of my electives I signed up for was ROTC. And I had a teacher who saw something more in me than I saw in myself. I had a teacher who was willing to see me in the back of the room, see something in myself that I didn't see, and speak into my life. He became a mentor of mine. He became an influence in my life. He was willing to take the time to get to know me. He was willing to take the time to know about me and let me know about him. And still to this day, the things that he taught me, the, the, the words that he spoke into my life resonate through things that I do, how I act, because he saw me. Can we see across the room? You know, I want to take a quick second because as we talk about seeing, we said that, you know, you guys saw the students in here. You saw the students that are on camera, you saw the students outside serving breakfast or the smile they gave you when you walked in the room. But you guys don't always get to see what they do outside of here. And so we have a picture that we put together 
that should come up at some point. There it is. These are your students. These are the children of God's kingdom. And, and what we have here is we have some students that, that are taking bold steps and, and being like, hey, we got a game. Let's pray. Let's put God before ourselves in the game that we're about to play. We have students who are willing to lay hands on and pray over senior leaders in the Vineyard Church, the National Vineyard. We have students who are, are starting clubs and groups in their school so that they can share their experiences with Jesus, sharing their love with others. We have students that are starting Bible studies outside of here because they want to know more about Jesus and they want to know what Jesus means in their life. Are we willing to see through the crowd to see that one student or that one adult that needs us? So I'm going to ask Pastor Charles to join me. Um, he's going to continue this message. But I just want to pray real quick before uh, Pastor Charles starts and if you guys would join me. Lord, I just thank you for this opportunity that we can get together and we can know more about your love and we can know more about who you are. God, as we continue this service and this message, Lord, I just ask that you give us the vision that you gave Paul so that we can see past the crowd for the one that you see. Lord, I just thank you for the hearts of everyone in here who, who love you, who want to know you more, who love our children, who love our community. Lord, just bless Pastor Charles as he speaks now, and it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Let's give him a hand. It's so true. There's nothing harder than watching a student fall asleep. And when you do, I mean, usually not good things happen, you know, and and so we are committed as a church to bridge that gap. So I want you to say this with me, reaching back, I'll give you another chance, especially this side of the room over here, reaching back, reaching forward. One more time, reaching back, reaching forward. This is every generation. Right now in our nursery, we have babies. And in this room, we have senior citizens. I, on the other hand, I feel like I've, moved, I've been a part of this church since I was 14, so I've actually walked through this whole, through every handoff, and now I'm on the other side. I was like, how did that happen so fast? I think I'm on the other side of this thing. But we intentionally, Pastor Kim and Pastor Jamie, intentionally make room for our youth. It's no small thing to see kids and students on the worship team, to see them up there running our sound, producing, uh, leading worship upstairs, teaching, uh, and, and to many of the things that Terry just said, in their own schools and in their own life, they're taking their faith further. We have so much to learn from them. As we reach back, we are pulling them forward. And how many of us can say in our life that we're actually taking the time to pull our children forward? In fact, it's probably pretty well known. We would say it's, uh, children are to be seen. Well, you know that. Uh-oh. When you're in the right place today. Because we want to see our kids. And where we see our kids, it's going to get noisy. It might even get a little bit messy. It might even be, you know, until you've seen Terry do trash can milkshakes. Oh, and it's just like it sounds. <laughs> it's delicious. 
They're a new trash can, so don't get lost. They're like, I'm not bringing my student there. I mean, they do that. No, it's a, we wash it. We take care of it. Oh, my goodness. Sometimes. <laughs> don't tell me now. Don't tell me now. But we reach back. We intentionally reach back. We have to pull them forward. But, you know, it's not the only exchange. If we look at them and we see them across the room, we have something great that we get from them as well. And I want to share a quick story in here in Mark chapter 10, starting in verse 13. And it says, And they were bringing the children to him, Jesus, that he might pray for them and lay hands on them and touch them. And the disciples rebuked them. He rebuked them because they didn't want to bother Jesus. Sometimes we can get so caught up in the journey that we forget the very reason we're on the journey. We can get, we like our church, we like our service, we like the music that we listen to. In a little bit, you're going to have a little bit of surprise. We're going to bring, uh, uh, we're going to bring it down at the end of the service for you guys. And you could choose in that moment not to enter in. You could say, well, that's their thing. But we have something great that we can receive from our children. And so as I'm doing this and the children are coming, here's one thing I'm missing. I'm missing kids. So I'm going to bring in our elementary kids. And I want you guys to stand up and I want you to give them a hand and cheer them on. They are worth it. Yeah, come on. That's all you got in you. Yeah, bring it up louder. Come on. Oh, that's no more. They got to keep clapping until they get up here. Yeah, you guys can sit on the stage. You can come hang out with us for a few minutes. All right, you can have a seat. Thank you. We need our kids. They will give us a joy and a simplicity to our faith. They'll remind us not to take ourselves too seriously. And I love hearing a young kid pray because their faith is so simple. Until you've heard a kid go, Lord, will you help my sick lizard? (laughs) Or my cat. My dead cat, Lord, you know. It's like you talk about, uh, you teach us. I mean, it's just like, you're like, what do you do? Will you pray for my dead cat? You're like, oh, Lord. (laughs) But these are moments, but they are here, and they're part of our church. We reach back, and they reach forward to us, but they're not going to be a forward if you don't reach your hand back towards them. And Jesus in this moment, kids, I'm talking about when Jesus called the kids to him. And then Jesus wants them to come and hang out. He wants to pray for them. And some of the disciples, they got a little stuffy. And they were like, uh, don't bother Jesus. Right? And we brought you into the service because Jesus isn't bothered. He wants you to be, to be here. We celebrate that you're part of our church. There's no big Holy Spirit and little Holy Spirit. This, in this group right now, as you look. And kids, I want you to look at me. In, in your age group right here, there might be a future pastor. Maybe some of you might do missions. Some of you might become school teachers or even a principal. And we want to see you. We want to know, you to know that we see all of you. We can't wait to see what God does in your life. We can't wait and we bless you. And just as Jesus called the kids, we want you to know this is your church. I hope you look around and look up. You have two students up there doing camera work right now. 
They're part of it. We have kids doing producing in the back. We have kids that are on the worship team. You know, when we do those motions upstairs, we're, we want you to know that later and even now you can be part of that. We want you to enjoy the place that you come to church. And we want you to know that we see you. And so it's with that, I want you all to stand. If all of our students, I'm going to invite Terry to come back up. Because I really want, I want to have some fun. You guys want to have some fun? We're going to pray over them. So all students, even if you're out in the very, just stand up. This is where you're at. Yeah, if, you're a stu- if you go to school, that's you. That's you. We're not going to embarrass you. You don't have to say anything. We reach back and we reach forward. We have these little tags right here that we're going to hand to you. Jamie, you can hand those out. And right on here, there's a, this first one. This is, you're gonna put, you can put this on your backpack, okay? There's some blessings on here. So even our high school, middle school, put this on your backpack. And I want to challenge you with this. When you, get up, when you go to school tomorrow, like this first one, it says, I am filled with love, Ephesians 5.2. So I want you to take a moment tomorrow, and parents, you can get with your kids and pray over them and say, God, will you fill my kid with love? Could more love go into our school system? Could more grace go into our school? Do you want your kid to walk in and be kind? And so you could pray that over them. Look at this next one. I am filled with more joy. Good. I, I imagine, Nicole, you would like more joy in your hallways, wouldn't you? Well, we're going to be praying for that. The next one says, I am filled with wisdom. How many of you would like, you need that wisdom when that test is coming up, right? My daughter gets all stressed out when those tests come around. And she's like, no, don't make me go. But pray, ask God for wisdom. You guys can pray that. In James 1.5, I am filled with wisdom. Let me go another one here. I am filled with with obedience. Now, parents, you probably really could latch onto that one if you like. Teachers, you know. But you guys have to learn. You guys have to know. You have to ask God these questions about yourself. Students, you could go to school. You could go be a, a troublemaker. You could go and do things your own way. But if you, I guarantee if you ask God, God, will you fill me with obedience today, you'll have a different experience. I am filled with compassion. This is that seeing the kid in the room, that God wants to do something in their life, and God might use you to do that. You might take a walk across the room and sit with them at lunch. God's going to give you eyes, but if you pray for compassion. So take this challenge. This is the blessing of the backpacks right here, is to put this on your backpack and take some blessings to school with you. So with that, stay standing. Church, just reach around, look around the room. We're going to pray and ask God to do an amazing thing. So Terry, will you lead us in that? Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, we just thank you for these students, and we thank you for their heart for you, God. Lord, we just ask that as this next school year begins and continues to go on, Lord, that you would use these students for your kingdom, Lord, that you would fill them with your grace, your love, your compassion, your wisdom. And Lord, we just ask a blessing over the the teachers and the staff and, and the parents and those that are homeschooled, that you would just touch their hearts. Show them who they need to see across the room. Lord, show them 
Give them eyes to see your children, your kingdom. Lord, we pray for safety for the students, for the schools. We pray for for encouragement. We pray for joy and patience. So Lord, as we continue, we just thank you for the works that you started, the works that you're doing, the works that you promised to continue. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.